Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. And Acts chapter 1 verse 16. It says that the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of David years ago about Judas. About the, the men and brethren, this which the Holy Spirit spoke before by the mouth of David concerning Judas. Is a lot. This is even loaded. I just saw some. He said, "The Scripture must be fulfilled." Which Scripture? The Scripture which the Holy Spirit spoke. How did this people? The Holy Spirit. So when David was speaking, he was speaking Scripture. He was speaking Scripture about somebody who will betray Jesus. And this, this one was a thousand years before. The same spirit. If the Holy Spirit is here, he points to, oh, I feel like showing you something in the Bible. In Acts, Acts chapter 21, verse 11. When, we had, uh, when he had come to us, he took Paul's belt. He bound his own hands and feet and said, this is called typological prophecy. So he was doing something and he said, this is, I'm prophesying through the act I'm doing. Typology. He bound his, he bound his own hands and feet and said, that says the who? This is what the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this. He didn't know the owner. He didn't know the owner. So he took the belt and tied his, his hand and his feet. And he says that that's what the Holy Ghost is saying. Show, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Who is saying this? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't only say the negative things. Look at the next verse. Now when we had we heard these things, both we and those from that place pleaded with him not to go to Jerusalem. Uh, who said this is what is going to happen? The Holy Spirit. Now look at the next verse. Then Paul answered, what do you mean by weeping and break my heart? For I'm not ready to be bound, but, but also to die Jerusalem for the Lord. Go to the next verse. So when we could not persuade him, we said, ah, well, the, the will of the Lord be done. Now, is, is it not interesting? The Holy Ghost was indicating that if this person goes to, um, if this person goes to Jerusalem, he'll be bound. But he said, I'm still going. Look at chapter 20. Chapter 20, verse 23. He said, okay, let's go 22 to make sense of 23. And see, now I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there. Look at the next verse. Except that the Holy Spirit testified every city I go, the Holy Spirit said that when you go, they'll burn you. But I say, I'm going. He said, I'm go-. The Holy Spirit keeps saying that they afflict bonds and afflictions with saying that chains and tribulation are waiting for you. So, when I was studying this, I go to it, I was, ah. So, did it mean he shouldn't have gone? Because the Holy Spirit said, anyway, the one who is going, look at chapter 21 again, verse 15. After this, he packed and went to Jerusalem. <laughs> After the prophecy, he said, the Holy Spirit said, this is what will happen. But he said, yeah, I'm ready. 
And he says, I don't know what's awaiting me. Except the Holy Spirit is telling me that bonds and... He did, the Holy Spirit didn't say go. Neither did he say don't go. It's just I'm telling you what is ahead. The Holy Spirit will always be indicating. He's always indicating. He's always, he spoke concerning Judas. Hundreds of years before Judas was born. The Bible said clearly, the scripture must be fulfilled. Which the Holy Spirit spoke by the mouth of the concerning Judas. Look at chapter 19, verse 21, Acts. When these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the, in, in the spirit, when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia, to go to, he had determined that he was going to Jerusalem. Go to Jerusalem, guess what? Saying, after I have been there, I must also, I must, that's when the, when the storm hit on the, he went to Rome, to Rome as a prisoner, but he had to tell me where he was going, you know. He said, I'm going, and when he got to Jerusalem, they bound him. So before he got to the, he was purpose that I'm going. And then the Holy Spirit spoke through other people that this guy, chains and afflictions are waiting for you in Jerusalem. That's what the Holy Ghost has testified in every city. And not only in every city, Agabus, prophet Agabus, in Acts 21, he also came and took the, the belt of Paul. He said, this is how the Holy Ghost is telling me that whoever owns this belt, this is how the Jews are going to bind him in Jerusalem and hand him over to the Gentiles. Because Jerusalem, Jews can't go to the Rome. Rome, Rome belongs to Gentiles, and they were ru- ru- ruling Jerusalem. But when there was the uproar after I went to the temple, the, the commander case says, stop, stop beating him. And I said, bring him. And then they ended up taking him to Rome. So he went to Rome as a prisoner. Because that's when he appealed to Caesar. And on his way to Rome, the storms happened. And the angel of the Lord, whose I am and whom I serve, verse 23, chapter, chapter 27, he said, be not afraid, Paul, for thou shalt appear before Caesar. <laughs> he said, that shall be brought. Didn't he say, I'm going to Rome? The storms came, the storm, because angels said, no, Rome, dear, you go. Rome, you are going to Rome. <laughs> storm can't stop you from getting to Why? Because this man had purpose in his, through the, verse 2, in the spirit, Bible, Bible, purpose in the spirit. He had purpose, and the spirit, not just his carnal spirit, but through the Holy Ghost, that whatever it would take. That's why when we were telling him that don't go, don't go, he said, don't break my heart. I'm ready to die for this thing because I'm, I'm yielded totally to the spirit. Some of us want what the spirit has, but not to give him what we love. Before you get what the spirit has, he will make you give him. He will collect what you love. And sometimes it's your life. When they wrote the letter in Acts chapter 15, verse 26, they said that these are men who have, have risked their life. I like the King James one. They said, have hazarded, hazarded their lives for the name of Christ. You have not risked your job. You have not risked your relationship. But Paul said that the Holy Ghost has said, so it must be. And look at Acts chapter 21, verse 4. Let's go. That's what God got my mind. They told him through the Spirit not to go to Jerusalem. This guy was purposed in the Spirit to go to Jerusalem. Yeah, Acts chapter 19, 21. He was 
purpose in the spirit to go to Jerusalem. Uh, chapter back to the previous one, 21. It is verse 11. When they and uh, when he had come to us, Agabus also came to confirm it that this is what's awaiting people in Jerusalem. Then verse 14, 13, 14 says that they pleaded with him, don't go. He said, Why are you? I'm not only ready to stop telling me that. I'm, I'm not only bound, but I'm ready to die in Jerusalem for the for the Lord Jesus. God, I'm not going on my own agenda. I'm going. But what got my attention is that they told Paul through the Spirit. Ah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I got it. They told Paul through the Spirit. And now I understand it. It was a spiritual insight, but it wasn't a spiritual instruction. So they, they got what, what, because the Holy Spirit then came and confirmed with the prophet. So it's not the Holy Spirit was saying he shouldn't go. They told him because of this insight they have had by the Spirit, Paul, I don't think he should go. But the Holy Spirit had, was not forbidding Paul to go. It wasn't forbidding him. But so when I read it, I thought they were telling him don't go by the Spirit. The Spirit of God is saying don't go. No, that's not what it is. So it wasn't a spiritual instruction, but it was a spiritual insight. They had an insight that this is what is waiting in Jerusalem and don't go. And he said, oh no, don't worry. And they go. Verse, verse 5. And when we had come to the end of those days, we departed. So that was, they just told him. Then afterwards, Agabus also came and said it. But before then, in the verse 20, chapter, tw- sorry, chapter 20, verse 22, 23, he said, I'm going bound to Jerusalem. I don't know what awaits me, except that, that's a very funny one, 23, except that in everywhere, the Holy Ghost testifies every city. In every city I go, the Holy Spirit is saying, so that's exactly what the people saw. So by the Spirit, they told him, no, they were not advising him that, no, we want your company here. But by the spirit, it was a spiritual insight. And based on the insight, they were telling him. So, oh, thank, oh, Jesus, the Holy Ghost, you are too good. So what, what does that mean? That when you walk with the Holy Spirit, he begins you to give you for advanced knowledge. Advanced knowledge, advanced signals. So some of the signals may, may come as warning. He can warn you. If he wants not you not to go, he will tell you. But most of the time, we can't be praying always like this and calling on the Holy Spirit without having advanced signals. Things are coming. This is about to happen. This is a, these are advanced signals. It's not necessarily word of knowledge or word of wisdom. It's, it's practically word of wisdom. But it, these are basic advanced signals when you walk with the Holy Spirit. So everywhere he went, because the Holy Spirit has been working, people were just picking it easily. It was indicating that there's, there, is, it's, there are bounds awaiting for it. It was just basic indications by the Spirit. Because they are all, so as the Holy Ghost comes here and Paul is the head pastor, Paul is the celebrity who God is using. We love Paul. Oh, Paul, we love you. And when well, you have to travel, oh, do you have to go? And then we just, they just begin to pick up by the Spirit that, ah, Jerusalem is no good for you. The Holy Spirit is showing. But he didn't say the Holy Spirit said, don't go. He didn't even say the Holy Ghost said, don't go. He's just showing. So those of you who want to see him, who, wants, who are also interested in Paul's well-being, they are going to whip him. And he confirmed it by going, he confirmed the fact that he has hazarded his life for the gospel. He put himself in harm's way. Put himself in harm's way if it means the gospel moving forward. Can I ask you a question? You, this your noisy Christian. What have you risked for Christ? 
what's important sensitive very essential in your life have you raised for Christ not a job not a marriage not a man not a woman not family not money not image not ego what have you risked for God you have to risk something anything you are not ready to die for you don't deserve to live for <laughs> you don't deserve to live for it you, are, you, you must be ready to die for it Galatians 6.17 for now on let no one trouble me why let's already out let's go Max, Max, you, <laughs> Max, when he's talking about Max, he's not talking about tattoo. He's talking about whips, the beating things that he's gone through, and wounds and scars, physical scars that got there because of the work of God. Physical scars he has to show. He had scars to show that, listen, I bear not in my conscience, not in my emotions, in my physical body. If you look at my body, you see, some of you, when you look at your body, your skin, they are marked somewhere for games, maybe for the job you used to do. You know, you, you injured yourself or for, for fights, yeah. You used to fight in the gang and they, look, uh, I got stabbed here, I got stabbed here, but look at today, I'm a preacher. Yeah. But Paul said, My own is no wounds. I don't bear in my body the marks of the gang, former gang life, the marks of rowdy living. I bear in my body the marks of Christ. The marks of Christ. I want to live for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. I don't care what I lose. I want to live for Jesus. I don't I want to live for Jesus. When you hit this road, then the Holy Spirit becomes more important to you. Paul said, the Bible said, he had purposed in the spirit to go to Jerusalem. And then from there, he has to see Rome. <laughs> it's like, you think tourism. No, he wasn't seeing Rome for tourism. He wasn't going on tourism. Yeah. He had purpose in his heart, in his spirit. In the spirit. He was so determined. That's why no one could stop him. Prophecies upon prophecies were coming. This was, he said, yeah, I know. I don't tell me I shouldn't go. You are breaking my heart by telling me I shouldn't go. Yeah, it's in, we just read it. Acts chapter 21. Yeah. The poor answered, what do you mean? By weeping and breaking my, they were weeping for him. Who was going to suffer? They were weeping for him. I'm breaking my heart. For I'm not ready to only suffer. I'm ready to die. Stop, stop don't trouble me. <laughs> are, are, are you getting something? Yeah. But one of the things that happens in the New Testament, the New Testament never really spoke about being born again without focusing on things that every genuine Christian must go through to be fully birthed into Christ's Christian life. Number one is repent. <laughs> they call people for repentance. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Repent and be baptized. So, actually, Peter said, let everyone repent and let everyone be baptized for the remission of sins. Now, there are times that all the four are not put together, but it's there. The four things, things, repent, believe, baptize. So, if you say you're a Christian and you haven't 
repented. There are people who have come to church, they haven't repented. That's why they don't see any point. Why are you talking about my boyfriend? Why are you talking about I should break out my girlfriend? Why should I have a funny get what is wrong? If, it, if well, I'm not a human being. That's why people come to church and they have not changed from their old ways. But you have to repent. You don't say, I repent from all my sins. Which ones? You have to tell God, forgive. Don't say, God, forgive me for all my sins. When you have become born, you have to tell, forgive me for this thing I've done. This I did. This I did. This. There are things you know you have been doing. You have to. A repentance means you have stopped it. How can you be sleeping with your boyfriend and you've come to church, I give my life to Jesus, and you go and continue? You go and continue. You haven't repented. I believe in Jesus. Yeah, you came to believe. And some people really believe. And so when you believe, you are actually a Christian. But your Christian life is not complete because you have not been. You know, it has been a discussion amongst uh, 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 in midwifery circles in the past. I don't know. If At what point in time do you say a child has fully been born? Is it when the child comes out of the womb? Or when the um, umbilical cord is cut? Or when the child cries? Or when the child is cleaned? At what point in time? And it's an interesting four process. Come out of the womb. Cut the umbilical cord. Cry. How do they make the cry? They lay hands. Oh. Amazing. Laying on of hands. Kadabashagadaya. And then baptized to clean it. Wash. Yeah. Cut the umbilical cord. Disconnect from the world. People say they've been born, but they haven't fully been born. (laughs) They haven't fully been born. And there are people who only do the three repentance. Believe in Jesus Christ, get baptized, and they live the last one. And it was later in their Christian life when they meet people like me. Then they begin to realize, oh, I need to receive the spirit. I need to receive, I need a relationship. So people get born again, and the much of their Christian life, they don't talk about the Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not an important person in their life. They have a relationship, repentance towards God, God the Father, believe in God the Son, but they don't receive God the Spirit. I'm not saying that when you are born again, you haven't received the Holy Spirit, but you are aware and you are working with him, you have received him into your life and you are active. You know that this life you are living is him that makes it possible. You can't just get out and say, I'm going to forgive him. You say, Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me to forgive him. You can't just get out and say, I'm going to forgive her. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tick boxes. God, that's the, now that I'm Christian, I have to stop this. I have to stop this. I have to stop. And you never even give reference to the Holy Spirit. Dependence on the Holy Spirit. That's why you are falling. You take one step and you keep falling because you are doing it on your own. Amen. Did you receive something? We thank God for using the servant, Reverend Dr. David Nietzsche, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, Please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at caris.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.